The enemy has done everything that he could possibly do that you wouldn't hear this message today. But he is a lost foe, is he not? I believe that God has given me, it's for you. It's not my words, it's his words. And uh, first we want to ask the Holy Spirit to be with us again. Thank you, Father, for the services that we have enjoyed so much already. Evidence that the Holy Spirit is with us, that our Father is blessing us in a very special way. Thank you for your presence and thank you for what you're going to do today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Our message today is talking to God as a friend. And I'm speaking today about the meaning and purpose of prayer. I believe that the way that we pray, the way that we pray depends on the kind of person that we believe God to be. And surely no one knew God better than his son, and no one knew more how to talk to God than his son, the one we call Jesus. Now, in the Sermon on the Mount, you recall he gave some very clear advice on how to pray. And Tanya, I too use different versions. I love all of the versions of the, in the Bible. Uh, and I discovered there might be one word that's a little different, but if you read the context, they're all saying pretty much the same. In Matthew 6, chapter 9 through 15, it says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to say their prayers for everyone to see them. But when you pray, go into a room by yourself and shut the door. Now, some of the versions says, go into your closet. I don't know. I use different versions because my closet would be a little cramped. If they, and uh, so I, I like the version that says, go into your room and shut the door. And pray to your father who is there in this, in this sacred place. And in your prayers, don't go babbling the way the heathen do, thinking that the more words they use, the more likely that God will hear their prayers. God already knows what you're praying for. He knows your needs before you ask him. And this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, thy name be hallowed. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us the wrongs that we have done as we have forgiven those that have wronged us. And do not bring us to the test. I like do not bring us to the test. I That is far more appropriate than do not lead us into temptation. God does not lead us into temptation. That word is test. But save us from the evil one. And this is from the New English Bible. Now Jesus said the Father already knows. The Father already knows our need before we ask him. Why should we take time to pray at all if he already knows our needs? Because the primary purpose of prayer 
Some believe is to lodge their requests with the Lord. But there are others that understand prayer as a conversation with God as a friend. And it's in the biblical record that the Son of God himself engaged in many, many such cases of conversations with his Father. Let's notice one of the places is in Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. He went up into the hills by himself to pray. And Luke adds in chapter 6, verse 12, all night he continued to pray to God. That's in the RSV. Have you ever prayed all night? How could Jesus pray all night to his Father without using repetition? Do you think that Jesus babbled like the heathen, that uh, uh, thinking that the more the more words he used, the more likely that God would hear his prayer? Well, that would be inconceivable, wouldn't it? His conversation with his father was so real that the time just absolutely passed. Have you ever had the ex- experience of of visiting with a friend with whom you are? especially fond, and the R's just just fly away. And of course, everything, I believe, depends or not whether God is our friend. And I believe the way that we pray, I believe it reveals to others and to ourselves the kind of God that we believe and understand our God to be. So let's imagine today, we're going to use our imagination. Let's imagine that when Daniel made the announcements, that he might tell us that I've got something, got a surprise for you. God the Father is going to be here at 6 o'clock this evening. And uh, by the way, don't, there's a lot of believers in every church. And I know they'd all want to be here. And, but, uh, so don't tell anyone. Maybe he'll be over, t- maybe the Stearns First Baptist tomorrow or the Methodist or wherever he would choose. And, and to make it more personal, let's say he was going to, to meet us here at 6 p.m. How would we speak to him? How would we, I'm sure that they would, we'd gather around him as he, as he, uh, Crowds gathered around Jesus, and Jesus and Mary sat at his feet. And suppose we had the privilege of talking to him for one whole hour, freely one whole hour. Would it be appropriate at the end for one of us to stand up and say, this has been such amazing occasions, such amazing occasions, should we, should we close this hour with prayer? Don't you suppose that we sh- or would it be correct? Would it be correct to understand that talking, conversing, and having conversation with God as a friend, the whole hour, was really a time of prayer. It actually is real prayer. And we have been praying for a whole hour with, with our Lord. Or can we only converse so freely 
was Jesus, the Son of God. Is it even thinkable that we could converse with, 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 with the Father, the awesome one? Do you remember the disciples wondered about this? They were comfortable with Jesus. But how he impressed them by saying he wanted them to regard themselves as his friends. And he said it more than once. He said it more than once. He said it in John 15, verse 15, I have called you friends. And they loved it so much that it prompted Philip to speak up. And he said, Lord, could the Father be like you? And remember Jesus' response. Jesus answered and said in John 14, verses 7 and 9, If you really knew me, you would know my Father. You would know my Father as well. Anyone that has seen me has seen the Father. I think much of our theology and, and uh, worship fails to recognize the magnificent truth to know the Son is to know the Father. And that's why Jesus went on to say those stunning words, hardly ever incorporated in our Christian theology. It was our scripture reading this morning, Batania. He said, there is no, no need for me to pray the Father for you, for the Father loves you himself. That's from uh, John 16, 26 to 27. But how hard, how hard it is for God to convince us that he really is our friend. Centuries ago, when he spoke on Mount Sinai, they said to Moses, don't let God speak to us lest we die. But Moses stood there among the lightning and the thunder, and he said to the people, there is no need to be afraid. You see, all those centuries before Christ, Moses knew the truth at that time. John wrote the first century after Christ. First John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Love driveth out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. If you were ushered into the presence of God, would you be afraid? Would you be afraid he might hurt you? Would you be afraid of his almighty power? You see, truly, the way I believe that we approach God, someday, and every one of us will, we will reveal the kinds of person uh, that we have been persuaded that God is. Also, knowing all these things we do and the things that we have talked about Let's go back to our meeting with our God at 6 p.m. And God is there. He's there waiting for us. If it's the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, they're all the same. They, they, uh, they're all on our side, Romans says. They're all our friends. Now, as we walk into the room, we know that this is the all-powerful creator of the whole vast universe. And we know that the mighty angels, as sinless as they may be, they stand overwhelmed with awe and wonder at the majesty and glory of our God. 
And yet all that true, there are those that are afraid of God. And if you're afraid of God, the Father, then God has failed to convince you about the truth about himself. And Jesus has failed. Jesus has failed to convince us, not just with his words, with what he demonstrated while he was here on this earth. He is infinitely powerful, but your hearts, he is equally gracious. There is no need to be afraid. How can we turn down what he has paid such a price to reveal? We venture to go inside, and there God is, sitting there waiting for us. And we gather around him. What do we say? Should we be the first to speak? And once we started speaking, would we do all the talking? Would we talk all the time, or would we first... Let God speak for a while. Normally when we pray, we do all the talking, and then we say amen and go about our business or go to sleep. It would be like meeting him in a room, just you and him, with our Heavenly Father, and we talk excessively and for several minutes, and then we'd say amen, thank you very much, and going home. It would, wouldn't make sense if he were there, would it? And it certainly wouldn't be conversation with a friend. Conversation means at least two people speaking. But how do we converse with a God that we cannot see? Well, the Bible is called the Word of God. God speaking to us every morning. That's the first thing when I, when I get up, that has to be the prayer. I want to see my friend. And I go to the God's word and I hear God, as I read it, this God is speaking to me. But sometimes when you have God as your special friend, as your best friend, he'll speak to you in other ways. He's often confirms a message that I will have in different ways. One of them, the the last message I shared with you that he gave me, while I was working on it, the Lord kept telling me, I want the next one to be, after this one, I want you to talk to my people about, I want them to understand, I want to be their friend. This This has happened different times. I think it happens more often when he is your personal friend. But I was thinking, and he said, I want you to talk to them, maybe why their prayers may not be answered. Some of them, I don't know them. They know my son, but they don't seem to know me. And about that time, so God is my judge, there was a knock on my door. And I went to open the door, and I didn't remember her. Trish, she had been here, I think it was about 13 years ago. And she uh, come in, I invited her in. After I recognized her, you know what the first question was? Why isn't God answering my prayers? I've had that to happen. It's a confirmation. This is what God is saying. This is what I want you to talk about. I believe the most experiences that I have had with the Lord, with my father, 
has been my communication with him through the Bible. This is something that I would never think about breakfast or that watching the news or anything else until I, until I consult my friend. And I look forward to that. We, we communicate with God through the study of the scriptures. I find prayer much more meaningful while I'm reading the word of God. And so, once again, we go back to 6 p.m., our meeting time, with our Heavenly Father, and we begin to speak, what language should we use? Should we look into his face uh, respectively and say, Lord, we pray that you would bestow unctions upon us from on high. You know, I think he might smile sweetly and say, you can relax. And you can talk a little clearer if you wish. As a lot of people wouldn't know what unctions means. They think it's something tasty, probably something good to eat. I think that we should talk to God in the same language that we use today. The disciples talk to God that way. We have, we can question him. When he is your best friend, you can ask him anything you want. Abraham, Moses, Job, they all used modern speech because they wanted it to be clear. It was the language of their time. So I believe that as we begin to speak to God, we sure would reference him. And we should use appropriate language. Maybe it's a personal matter that you would have with God. I believe that all of us should have that private time with God. My wife and I, we both, Jesus, the Father, was our very best friend. We had our prayer and our devotion together, but we realized that we needed that special time along with him. We all do. We all do. We need that conversation. But sometimes it might be a personal matter for this. How can we dictate how how that should be? But surely we would use the best possible language we could to make clear our our feelings, our convictions, our desires, our admiration, and our worship. As we converse with our Heavenly Father as with a friend. So how would we address Jesus? Well, Jesus addressed his father, Abbi, Father. Well, Abbi, that'd be like saying Father, Father, because that's what Abbi means. Some of the new translations, they have said, Dear Father, I like that. I think that's appropriate for public prayer and private prayer. I often, when I have my prayer, I say, Dear Father. I think it's nice to start prayer that way as to uh, private or public. Would you on such occasion say thank you, Father, for today's groceries? And here's my grocery list for tomorrow. And say amen and, and go on about your business. Let's say that we would leave this meeting, maybe take a walk with him. You know, I've come to the point anymore that I take Jesus with me. When I go to the grocery store, my sister Shirley picks me up once a week because I can't see to drive anymore. But I ask him to go with me. And then we usually go out to eat. 
the three of us, and I ask him to go with me. I want his presence with me at all times. But we live in a community, this is really one of the most scenic, beautiful counties in Kentucky. I know that James James uh, Tucker was our first elder before I came. And James was down at one of the lookouts on Mount Mine 18. National Ge- Geographic was there taking some pictures. And he asked him how uh, how that he would rate Macquarie County with the uh, for for beauty for scenic uh, rustic scenic uh, photogenic uh, how would you rate Macquarie County number two there's there's 120 counties in Kentucky and uh, we are ranked number two as the most beautiful county in a, in the state of Kentucky. Red River Gorge is number one, and I can understand that if you've ever been to Red River Gorge. If you haven't, you must go. It's absolutely beautiful. And you might ask him as you walk with him, and uh, there was a time that I'd like to go out and take a hike through the through the forest. And as you as you view this beauty of this county, you might ask ask him and thank him for creating the beauty that we are uh, surrounded with. As you walk through the garden, would you say, we thank you, Father, for the beauty of nature that you have surrounded us with. It seems to me if he was really our friend, we would take time to talk about these things and be more specific. And we might say, venture to ask him about the thorns on the roses. Did you put them there? Did you put them there? If so, why? Is it all right to ask questions of our God? If he's your best friend, you would think it would be. As Job did, Abraham did, Moses did. Sure, there is, and there's some serious things that happen in our world today. In our Sabbath school study this morning, I was reminded again. We're studying Isaiah now. And Jim and Murray, if, Jody, if you remember, when we talk about what's happening in our world today and we see on the news what's happening, it's the very thing that we read about. That means we are right on the verge of going home. And each and every evening as I pray with my prayer partner, which we've been praying for over 20 years now together, I end my prayer saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Because I don't see things getting any better. Sure, there is some serious things that we could talk, we could ask, ask him. We might ask him the question about the guardian angels. Are they beginning to relax? Uh, their protection. I believe that the closing moments of this earth's history is right upon us. And as we know him and as he's told us about these things, I can't, I, I, I've lost two wives. And of course there was tears and my eyes widowed twice. But my Lord came down and he said, I would expect you to have tears in your eyes. You wouldn't be human if you didn't. But he said, I can't, he said, I would like to, I'd like to share with you. There's some things I cannot tell you now. I just cannot tell you enough. But I want you to be willing. 
enough to wait for the day when I can make everything plain. And what we see today, we ask God about these, that these situations happen around the world. I don't know about you, but Isaiah wept when he seen what was happening to the children of Israel. I don't know where it touches your heart or not. And I hope that you have found when you realize and have that friendship with the Father that you should have. He's asking us this. He says, I hope you found enough evidence and enough reason for trusting me that much. I have found that evidence, friends. I have discovered that I can truly trust him and I believe with all of my heart that we wouldn't change anything, that we're coming to the time that God will explain all of this to us. And we're told that we would not change anything. And you know one of the things he's promised us? He promised me often. He said, I would never allow you, my son, to be tried and tested beyond what you are able to bear. That's a wonderful promise he makes to each one of us. It seems to me like that one day the Lord Jesus reached out he took my hand and he took the hand of his father and he said, I want to introduce you to someone. This is my father and this is your father and he has been my best friend ever since. Don't be afraid of him. He gave me this message to give to you to tell you how much he wants to be your friend, how much he loves you. And if you have seen the Son, just remember, you have seen the Father, Jesus says. I love my Father. He's my best friend. Father, I do not have the words to really express the joy and the peace and the love that we have for you, that I have for you. And I'm just asking the Holy Spirit, Father, to make intercession and take our words and put them in the right language that would speak to you in such a personal way that you would know and this, this church would know how much that you want to be our friend. Thank you for being with us today. And we just pray that throughout this week, we might meditate upon the words that have been spoken here today. The words that you had for them, not not my words, Lord, but yours. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.